1: For a second, take a look around And I got it
0: Well, hello. Today is Thursday, March 17, 2016. My name is Renetter, and I am one of the co-hosts here at Word Alive. And I am joined by Ella, our other co-host here at Word Alive. Well, hello, Ella. How are you? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Hello, can you hear me, Ella? Hello? Hold on just a sec. We're having technical difficulties. Please don't hang up. We have a good broadcast tonight. Just hold on for a minute. Let's see. I don't know if anybody can hear me. If she can't hear me. It's
1: not right. It's oh, Ella, not right. Me? Me oh, hello, Ella. Can you hear me? Let me put my
0: earbuds Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Could you I me put before? My no, I could hear you, but you couldn't
0: hear me. Okay. Well, let me put my I... microphone back in. Uh, my microphone was messing up and nobody could hear me. Okay. Can you oh, hear I me can... now? Yeah, I
1: can hear you. I heard you.
0: Okay. So is it clear? Yeah, very clear. Okay, okay, all right, good. Okay, so uh I'm glad Ella could be with us tonight. Thanks. And now uh, we're gonna jump we're gonna jump right into the broadcast, uh, and do the announcement at the end. We usually do the announcements at the beginning, but I, I've been reading some of the reports and that's not a good thing to do, so we're gonna do them at the end. So we've been talking about progressing in God takes change. We started out talking about uh different we started out actually talking about how people have such an adverse attitude and um, response to change. And then we started talking about how some change that takes place in our life, we have no control over it. For the example, the death of a loved one, the loss of a job, or, you know, stuff like tornadoes, floods, things like that that happen to us, we can't choose for whether they do or don't happen to us but we're left with the result of the change that takes place in our life after that happens to us. And then we talked about how we can also make choices in our life that cause our lives to change, to look different than it did before the choices that we made. And we finally gravitated over to now we're talking about the change that can and should take place in your life once you become a believer. Once you become on once you believe that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God that he died on the cross to take our place and to pay the penalty of death so that we don't have to pay for um to pay the penalty of sin, which was death, so that we don't have to fall under that judgment and pay the penalty of sin in our own life by dying. And he rose again on the third day with victory to give us eternal life, forever having victory over the grave and death. And if we believe this message of of the gospel of Jesus Christ, if we believe this, we become reconciled back to God. The Holy Spirit baptizes us actually into the body of Christ. And we are Amen. connected to God, and God is connected to us, and they actually come and abide with us, and we actually begin to live in them. And that's a whole teaching in and of itself, which we did teach that at the very beginning of our series. If you go all the way back to the new birth, at the very, very, probably that started with the second lesson of uh, Word Alive, and you can hear that. And this is Word Alive here on Blog Talk Radio. I forgot to say that. <laughs> And we are so glad that you join us, um, whether it's day or night or evening, because I know that you can listen to the broadcast any time of the day or night. So whatever time you are listening to Word of Life, thank you for listening. We hope that you hear something in this broadcast that makes your life better than it was when you started listening to it. And so we're going to continue talking about progressing in God. So just to bring you up to date a little bit, last week, we talked about Uh, being transformed, Uh, the renewing of our mind takes place as we are transformed. Transformation takes place as we get into the word of God for real, not necessarily by going to church, hearing a pastor preach something one time and going home and forgetting what he even said, and then thinking, oh, oh, all of a sudden your life is going to change. No, you have to eat the word. You have to read the Word. You have to study the Word. You have to meditate upon the Word. The Word has to get in you. And when the Word gets in you and it really becomes a part of who you are, you begin to change because the Word changes you. It changes actually the way you think. And uh, we're going to talk about how that takes place. So we're going to go tonight to the book of John. We talked about the scripture a little bit last week. I said I was going to get it for you and tell you where it was and I never did, but we're going to visit it tonight. So let's turn to John chapter 6, St. John chapter 6. We're going to go to verse 63. The Holy Spirit plays a very important role in you changing once you get saved. Now, once you believe upon the Son, the only begotten Son of God, the scripture lets us know That uh, there's only one way to God, and that way is through his only begotten son, Jesus. So we have to believe upon Jesus as the son of God, Yeshua, in order to reach God, in order to get back connected to God. Because Adam broke our connection with God. Jesus reconciles us back to God, brings us back into fellowship with God. And so now we can have that relationship with God that that Adam walked away from virtually. Okay, so let's go to John six sixty It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And this is Jesus speaking. I want to read that again because this is so important. It is the spirit that quickeneth. It is the Holy Ghost that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The the flesh is not going to do a lot in helping you to walk with God. As a matter of fact, your very own flesh is probably going to be your worst enemy in your walk with God. Because our flesh has been so used to doing whatever it wants, whenever it gets good and ready, not having to answer to anybody. Unless you're a child, then you have to answer to your parents. And no matter what your flesh wants to do, if, if your parents say, no, you can't do it, you bring your flesh under submission pretty quick. And it says, The words, he says, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit and they are life. So, what does it mean when it says it is the spirit that quickeneth? So, let's go to the strongest definition. produce alive, beget or bear living young, to cause to live, make alive, give life. And under that it says, by spiritual power to arouse and invigorate, to restore to life. Remember, Adam died spiritually when he committed sin, when he disobeyed God. But when Jesus came... And he died on the cross and rose again on the third day. And we believed what he did according to the scripture. He restored us to life. So the spirit restores to life. When the Holy Spirit baptized us into the body of Christ, baptized us into Jesus, who is the head of that body, it brought us back to life because Jesus is the life. He is, he's life. He's light. He's the word. It also says to give increase of life. So now that we have the spirit, the spirit actually comes and I love you can find the scripture that talks about uh, the spirit abiding in us. It'd be good to read that. So just let me know when you get it. So it's because that'll go good right here. It says to give increase of life. So now that I get saved, I'm restored back to life. But the spirit is ever-present with me, living inside of me, abiding in me. And it gives increase of life. It says, thus of physical life. Of the spirit quickening as respects the spirit, endowed with new and greater powers of life. My God, my God. So this is the power of life that we were cut off from. We were born into the world cut off from this because of what Adam did. But because of what Jesus did, and because we believe it, we are now connected to it again. And of the Holy Ghost, we are endued with power and greater powers of life. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and that more abundantly. More abundantly, doesn't that sound a lot like greater powers of life? So not only are we awakened to life in God again, but greater powers of life. That means we go from uh, this level of life in him to that level of life in him. So when the Bible says, be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. So today, I might read a little word. I might study a little word. That word may build some faith in me. But that does not mean that tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, I never have to read the word again or I never have to hear the word again. No, because even though I have life right here and I have power of the Holy Ghost right here, if I go on and follow on after him, into those deeper depths and deeper realms of His Word, of His Spirit, of relationship with God, Hallelujah! I will be. I will become aware of an awakening within me of greater powers of life. Mm, 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 mm. It says, uh, "Of seeds quickening unto life." And see, when that word gets planted in you, it's a seed. And then more words come, and it germinates that seed. And then more words come, and it waters that seed. And more words come, and it cultivates that seed. And it brings forth, germinating, springing up, growing. And growing in you is what is renewing your mind. The spirit mixing with that word bringing life to it, and it begins to change, actually change the way you think. This is how we get rid of our stinking thinking, because as we are applying that word, reading that word, thinking about that word, hearing that word, meditating upon that word, praying that word, speaking that word out loud, believing that word, expecting the fulfillment of that word, we start thinking differently. We start thinking with an expectation of what that word says we are to have now in our life. Jesus said, I come that they might have life and that more abundantly. What does that mean? You will only find out as you get into the word yourself. Do you have the scripture yet, Ella? In my research,
1: I lost the first okay. scripture you gave me. What is the first scripture? I uh,
0: think you wanted
1: me to look it, up
0: the the scripture where it talks about the uh, the spirit living inside of us, or the word about, or okay. uh, not the word the ind- the spirit dwells in us. Now I don't know the exact scripture. I'm just throwing something out there, but okay. I know there's a word. Okay, and, and I'll read it whenever you find it. But right now, let's go to, uh, did I read the scripture I pulled up? I can't even remember if I read it. <laughs> Okay, let me go back to the, Yeah. okay, yeah, I read that scripture, didn't I? Yeah. So, let me see. I have another scripture here. So, talking about the Holy Ghost. So, the Holy Ghost is also the spirit of truth. And I'm going to show that to you in the Word. John 15 and 26 says, and and, and, but when the Spirit, I'm sorry, but when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth. Now the Comforter and the Spirit of truth is the Holy Ghost. It says, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. So, if if Jesus is the word of God, and he says, the word I speak to you is spirit in his life, you see how intertwined the word and the spirit is? You see that? And then the spirit is going to testify of Yahshua, Jesus. And so the spirit is going to be confirming Jesus to us, confirming the word to us, And the Word speaks of Jesus and speaks of the Spirit. So you see, they all complement each other. They all build upon each other. So if I'm associating on a daily basis, you know what? I'm going to tell you something, especially if you're doing this on a daily basis. It's good if you do it every Sunday, every week, every month. But if you do this every day, if you build on your relationship with God, on that intimacy, spending time with him, in his presence, spending time in the word with him. You know, open the Bible, and when you go to the word, you invite the Holy Ghost to go into the word with you. Holy Spirit, come on, let's get into this word and open up my understanding so I hear what God wants me to hear, and I see what God wants me to see. Let this word be imparted into my spirit and become life to me. Renewing the way I think and I perceive life, my life, my living every day, the choices and decisions that I make, I guarantee you your life will begin to transform. Because as your mind transforms and as your mind is renewed back to the state where it's alive to God, where it relates with God, where it fellowships with God, where it understands the the spiritual things and the things of God. You see your own life differently, and it causes you to make godly choices now, not choices based on what your flesh wants, what your flesh hears, what your flesh tastes, what your flesh desires, but choices based on the will of God and his plan for your life, and you begin to fall in love with God's plan for you. You begin to fall in love with his provision for you. You begin to realize his provision for you is better than if you had a million bucks. Why? His provision is directly aligned to his will and his purpose for you. And it's aligned to his love poured out to you. And the love that you are developing for him because you're building this relationship with him. I mean, reading the Bible. Reading the word, reading about God causes you to fall in love with God. Fall in love with Jesus. When you get to the place where you realize what Jesus did for you, the thing about it, all all Jesus had to do was die and say, Father, forgive them for their sins. I would have been fine with that. But he went so far beyond that. But you would never know what he really did. If you don't develop a relationship with God intimately, his word, and the Holy Spirit. Because these are they that reveal these things to you. Excuse me. Okay, now the next scripture, John 16 and 13 says, How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. No, spiritual truth. No, mm It says, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And not only will he speak it, but he will show you things to come. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when the spirit of truth comes, he's going to live right inside of you. And he's going to guide you into all truth. It don't say all spiritual things. It says all truth. And so that means the Holy Spirit can give you a truth about something in the natural. It can give you a truth about driving down the street and don't turn that way because He's saving your life from an accident down that street. You may not know why he told you not to turn. You may find out when you get home and watch the news. You may never find out. But he knew something that you didn't know. And he protected you, leads you, and guides, I'm sorry, he will guide you into all truth. And he shall not speak of himself. He's not trying to promote himself. He's not trying to testify of himself. He's not trying to testify of his goodness. For whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, just like Jesus. Jesus says, I don't do anything unless I see the Father do it. I don't speak anything unless I hear this Father say it. Jesus didn't come to make a name for a reputation for himself. He came to speak of the Father, to show us the Father. He said, if you see me, you see the Father. How is it that I've been with you all this time and you say you don't know God? I came to show you who God is. And the Spirit does it on another level. Jesus left, but he didn't leave us by itself. He sent the Spirit to take his place and to be here with us while we are continuing the journey here on earth and the assignment of spreading the good news throughout the land so that everybody will have an opportunity to partake of life abundantly. You got it, Ella.
1: Girl, I got so many scriptures. I don't know which one you mean. You need.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Oh, okay. No. I'll, I'll find right in him. okay. I'll find one. abiding
0: in Him. Okay, I find one right quick. Uh,
1: one thing about abiding in Christ is. When we break down the word "abide," <clears throat> the abide is uh, okay. I, I come to your house. Uh, I'm, I'm on vacation, and I come and I, I spend a week, and uh, we have fellowship. And then pretty soon that week, say, "Well, I'm gonna stay another couple of days, or or no, you will invite me because of the bond that that we are." Interacting in, you say, well, can't you stay another couple of days? You know, we're we're in the learning truth about ourselves and truth about forgiveness, and we're uncovering a lot of things that we were not aware of, and therefore our heart gets committed to this pathway of of light and love and truth, and so I can get you a job where I'm working. And so one thing happened to another and another until we abide there because of the truth that is in us. Now, that don't mean everybody got to move with each other, but I'm giving you a basic parable of what abiding is. The whole thing works out to where I can get a house in that community. I can get a job. I can become present with you as the Lord becomes present the Holy Spirit becomes present in our mind and in our conversation and our passion, we communicate and therefore we are so comfortable and we want to know more about this truth that we're experiencing, this level of, of reality. And therefore we continue to abide and we, 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 we talk every day and we, we share our pain and our faults and our problems and our and our truth and our excitement. And that is what we do when we abide in him and he abides in us. There is things about ourselves and that we come to know, there's things about him that we come to know, and there's things about our assignment, our purpose for being on the earth. While well, she looked that up. Okay. Let's just give it.
0: Okay. Good. Yes. Okay, so I found one, so let's go to this one. And uh, it says in First Corinthians 3.16, Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? And this is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. All right, now I'm going to go to another one. This one is 2 Timothy 1.14. Uh, let me see. The good thing which was committed unto you, keep by the Holy Spirit, who dwells in you. Dwells means to live. It means to abide. It means to inhabit. So he lives in you. And the scripture actually tells us to abide in the spirit as well. So we got to dwell. We got to abide. We got to stay. We got to remain in him too. Now, I'm going to tell you something. When you develop this relationship strong enough, you will be always aware of his presence, like Ella was talking about. You'll be aware that he's there all the time. You won't have to, like, bow down on your knees to know you're in the presence of God. You'll know he's there. You'll begin to associate with him on a regular basis just as you go about your daily whatever it is you're doing. You'll have a conscious awareness of him within you at all times, and you'll be able to quickly turn and relate something to him, and he'll be able to quickly turn and relate something to you. When I say turn, I just mean just you will just start communicating with each other back and forth throughout the course of the day without stopping what you're really doing. You know, I work. I have a 40-hour-a-week a job, which I haven't had for many, many years, but uh I do. I have a a 40-hour-a-week job now, so I don't have time to just uh, bathe in God all day long like I used to. But I know that he's with me all the time. He's there. I'm conscious of him all the time. And in any moment, at any moment in time, he can drop something into my spirit, and I receive it. I don't care if I'm working. I don't care what I'm doing. There are times at work I just have to stop what I'm doing, get out a sheet of paper, and start writing, write down what he's telling me. He'll give me a message in the middle of my work day. And I just have to write it down because that's when it's coming. And so and that's how a relationship with him can be. You 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 become uh you know, the more the more you apply yourself to him, the more he applies himself to you. The more you embrace him, the more he embraces you. And so the Bible says if you draw nigh unto him he will draw nigh unto you. So if you take a step toward God, he's going to walk toward you. So Amen. however much you're willing to open up and allow him, that's how much he's willing to fill you. And so next week, if we're at the end of the broadcast. So next week, we're going to switch and start talking about being filled with the spirit, which is really when you get to the place where you're always aware of him, it's when you get to the place where you keep yourself full of him. And when we keep ourselves full of him, we are keeping ourselves at the same time empty of the trash of this world. <laughs> so, Ella, you can have a few closing remarks, and then I'm going to make the uh, the announcements, and, and we're going to get out of here. God bless you all. Thank you for coming.
1: Amen. Jesus said in John 15, the first verse, I am the true vine, and my father the husband. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, and it brings forth more fruit. And that is our passion, that mm-hmm. Jesus purges us. That means he brings up ugly stuff. He brings yeah. up the good stuff. He brings up all the stuff that we think we've done ourselves. We we become, he becomes so God to us that we love him with an everlasting love. For it is he that loveth in us, through us, and to us. And we become just yielded vessels, a heart patient for him, but that that love, that abiding, just staying with him, just allowing him any time he wants to, as the sister said. He drops something in your spirit. He, he mm-hmm. just makes you feel like his love is all-consuming, and he causes us mm-hmm. to love others when they are not lovable. It is mm-hmm. God that does this. He changes us with his love. His love, like my great-grandsons, the the babies, they make you love them no matter what. I mean, the thing that they do, their presence, you become so appreciative of the gifts. Love is such a powerful gift, and abiding in Him, staying with Him, just allowing Him to abide in us, it gives us a power that is beyond our mental and emotional ability, and it keeps our flesh from puffing up and think that we're all this and we're all that. But it causes us to know that we have been divinely put here, and His presence lives inside of us. And it is so awesome. Sometimes you just be. Cooking or doing something all of a sudden You feel the presence of the Lord He's just loving on us And we loving on Him And that love just spreads abroad That abiding in Him So tonight uh, This evening We pray that the Lord God Almighty Just makes Himself So present In our mind Our hearts and in our spirit That we become so yielded that he can mold us and make us and shape us into his purpose for our being here and to to help his work in the earth. But we have a great charge as believers that we bring God's creation into God's divine purpose one by one by one, one event after another, one day, one moment, as we carry on. And we follow on to know the Lord. God bless each and every one of us. And Jesus' precious, precious abiding love for us. God night. God. Amen.
0: Amen. God night. And we thank each and every one of you for joining us. Word Alive is based on John 10.10, 10, where Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. You may email comments, prayer requests, and questions to wordalive.com. 612 at gmail.com, and that's a capital W. Join Word Alive every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m., and please bring a friend. You can call and join us online uh, on the call at 646-378-0538, or you can just uh, log, uh, come online at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Word Alive to hear the broadcast, or download your Android uh, Block Talk Radio up and listen to us there or download our podcast on iTunes. Again, thank you so much for joining us again, and we pray that the word comes alive in you and you experience having a renewed mind, a changed life because of you developing and increasing in your relationship with God, his word, and the Holy Spirit. See you Thursday at 6.30 p.m.